Welcome to the Kesset Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and hope you enjoyed today's sermon. If you'd like to find out more about Kesset, you can head to kessetchurch.com or find us on Facebook. Good morning and welcome to Kesset Church. My name is Danny. I'm one of the pastors here. Whether you are watching at kessetonline.com or Facebook Live, we're so, so very excited that you are uh, joining us this morning. Uh, We're in a series right now called We the Church, and it's all based around the fruits of the Spirit verse in Galatians chapter 5. This is what the verse says. Uh, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Gentleness is what we're going to be talking about today. Self-control against such things. There is no law. I thought it was incredibly well-timed, that was not on purpose, that gentleness was the fruit of the Spirit that we're going to be talking about today because, of course, today is Mother's Day, and those of us who had uh, solid relationships with our mom generally found them to be uh, pretty gentle souls, at least uh, mine is, with my mistakes and failures, and so for that I am grateful. But There are some obvious and um, unobvious hardships of today. The first one is, of course, that we are all quarantined on this day that we're supposed to be celebrating with our mothers. This is is unheard of to to not be able to spend that time to to make that connection and to celebrate in that way is is an obvious hardship. Uh, We also uh, need to recognize the fact that not all mothers uh, were gentle and not all people had good relationships with their mothers. Uh, Every holiday, both Mother's Day and Father's Day are difficult. Uh, for most preachers because you can't just take one side and dismiss the other because so many people have so many different kinds of experiences. And so I recognize that uh, watching in homes all across our country right now are people who, this is a, this is a painful day. This is a difficult day. And uh, that's an important thing to acknowledge. Also, we have uh, people who are experiencing this Mother's Day for the first time without a mom because she may have passed earlier in the year. Uh, this, is, this is a difficult thing for, for so many. I know that this coming Father's Day will be the first time I've experienced uh, a holiday celebrating a parent without that parent still alive. And so uh, I hurt for those of you who are celebrating this Mother's Day uh, without the presence, the physical presence of your mom. And then lastly, we have uh, women who wanted to be mothers and couldn't for whatever reason. People who, who this day really, really uh, hurts them. It reminds them of something they, they, they wish they had, something that, that, uh, that is painful for them. And so this, this day is, is, is kind of a mixed bag, but it's still a beautiful bag to, to, to experience and to set in and to celebrate. And so that's what we're going to do today. Now, when I sit with people and talk about these kinds of days, oftentimes something that slips out of my mouth, and it's not my favorite, but it happens, it's a very pastory kind of thing. Is that a word, pastory? Very pastoral kind of thing to say. And that is that no matter what you're experiencing throughout this quarantine, God knows. God knows all of it. He understands all of this. He, he can relate to it, he can connect to it, and he can see you through. And every time I say it, somewhere deep inside, there's this little, like, like this little feeling that I'm just sort of offering a platitude. And so as I built this message today for Mother's Day, I got to this point and I said, no, that's the thing I'm supposed to say. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to say it. But then I realized, no, that's the thing I'm supposed to say. And so I, I set it in there 
And then I just, I just begin to study it and, and, and kind of try and understand why do we say this? Why is it supposed to bring us comfort? And how, how and why is the Holy Spirit uh, prompting me to share this with you that God knows exactly what you're dealing with this Mother's Day, no matter, um, no matter what it is? And so this is what I came up with. The first statement I want to make is this, and it's another obvious one, but I think it's a powerful one, and that's this, that God made each of us in many ways like himself, that we are sons and daughters of the Most High, that God made us like he made himself. And so these things that you see in the mirror, these beautiful things, these powerful things, the things you see in your spouse or in your children that, that you're like, wow, that's just incredible. Those are attributes of God poured into us for we are images of God. We were made in the image of God. Now, here's the thing that that's supposed to say as well, especially when we read scripture. It's supposed to also remind us that, and I'll put it up here, whenever God tells us to be or act a certain way, okay, whenever he tells us to be or do something, he is encouraging us to be and act more like him. He is encouraging us to, to follow him, to act like him. He is our father. We are his sons and daughters. And so when God is encouraging us to, to behave this way or do this or accomplish that, he is in, in, in very real time reminding us of who he is and reminding us of these attributes of him that are blessing our lives. So whenever we read famous verses like Micah 6.8, and, it, and the verse says this, he has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. These things that God is reminding you and I to pursue, to, to go after, to emulate are all things of God. For we serve a God who is just and we serve a God who is kind and we serve a God who is humble. This is what it's supposed to remind us, this idea that we're created in the image of God, and then to have God remind us to behave certain ways is supposed to, again, bring us back to this idea that God is teaching us something about himself. He's teaching us something about who he is. And so this idea that God knows really is wrapped up inside this thought. Because when I tell you and when I tell myself or when someone tells me God knows all the things that I'm dealing with currently in this time, it shouldn't feel like a platitude because I should recognize that the power and the, the movements and the mind of God are constantly searching for ways to remind me of his goodness, to remind me of his presence, to remind me of his humbleness to remind me of all the positive things that I see around us during this time that other human beings are pouring forth for other human beings. These are all supposed to remind us of who God is, this God who knows. And it's important and it's beautiful. And I've preached entire sermons about it like the one I am right now. I would even say it's healthy. But I'm also going to add, I'm going to add this, that it has had an ill-desired effect because... When most of us think about God, we think about him as a him. Almost all the verses that most people cite about God refer to God as a him. And this is, this is not wrong, but it's not completely right. It's lacking. And so this idea that God knows is important to tell people. And it's important to describe verses that describe who God is. But if most of the verses are describing God as a him, then we are missing out on some really important attributes of God. Because I told you earlier, it's not just the men 
It's not just the boys that are carrying the image of God. It is also, of course, the women. It is also, of course, the mothers. Think about verses like this. Exodus 15.3 says, The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Beautiful verse. Powerful verse. Or Psalm 47.7, For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm. He's a king. Okay, or Matthew 25, 1, then the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. This is an illustration relating to God as a bridegroom. All of these pictures, okay, all of these verses without context cause us to think about all of God's behavior as primarily masculine, as primarily motivated in that way. Our series verse even, Galatians 5, and 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. If you get to gentleness, not very many people think of God as gentle. That's not an attribute that, that, that if you were to rate these, I think a lot of people, especially people who are new to following Christ and are new to, to learning about who God is, this idea that God is gentle, I don't know why, but it doesn't fit very well, especially in new believers' vocabulary. And I think it's because most of the time, we're teaching people that God's behavior is masculine and to be masculine is not very often to be gentle. I think it should be, but I don't know if it's as often uh, illustrated as it is uh, with a beautiful mother caring for her child, nurturing that child and doing the kinds of things that, that I believe God is, is wanting to point to for those characteristics are his as well. Now, here's the thing, and I think it sets up a great discussion for us this Mother's Day. And I know you know this, so forgive me, but for those of you that just need to see it, I just want to remind you that God is not male. He's, he's not tied down in that way. He's, he's not female either, but he's certainly not male. God is above this idea of having a specific sex. As a matter of fact, the Bible describes God in many different ways, uh, and one of those beautiful ways is describing him with these feminine characteristics. God comforts his people like a mother comforts her child, Isaiah 66, 13. Like a woman who would never forget her nursing child, God will never forget his children, Isaiah 49, 15. God is like a mother eagle hovering over her young, Deuteronomy 32. God seeks the lost like a housekeeper trying to find her lost coin, Luke 15, 8. God cares for his people like a midwife that cares for the child she just delivered. How powerful is that? Multiple verses. God experiences the fury of a mother bear robbed of her cubs, Hosea 13. Jesus longed for the people of Jerusalem like a mother hen longs to gather her chicks under her wings. These are beautiful verses illustrating a powerful concept that, that isn't often taught, especially in our Western culture. And that's this, that it is only when both man and woman are created in Genesis 1 that God is fully imaged. That we need to be reminded about this. That, that, that God, when he says he knows, that he doesn't just know as a man would know. He also knows as a woman would know. He has both of those characteristics woven within him for they are the pieces of himself that he gave to us. Genesis 1.27 says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. This is the way in which God decided to impart who he was into creation. And that was through men and through women. So what does 
all this imply for God's attributes? And it's just this, that God has feminine qualities, that God has feminine characteristics. Or another way to say it is that God has attributes which both men and women image uniquely. That we need to understand that this world and the, the helping hands that it needs isn't going to just come from men. It's going to come also, of course, from women, but that they both equally represent who God is and how his outworking is supposed to be accomplished, especially during, of course, this Mother's Day. I'm currently experiencing this very thing because I can tell you that uh, 10 to 1, it has been mothers that have reached out to me to check on me during this entire quarantine uh, experience. They've reached out to offer encouragement, to share a concern or an observation, something they've seen, something they're feeling, or to offer help and support, and that's just to name a few. If I was to try and summarize what I feel uh, I've been experiencing, it's this, that good mothers are always gently observing and then responding. I have been very well mothered. You know who you are, ladies in our church. I have been very well mothered this, this, uh, this entire quarantine process. And it's not that I haven't had men call and check on me, but the ratios are far less and the checking's far different. It's much more, you good? Good. Me too. <laughs> like that's, that's it. The, the moms are checking in a way that, that is different, that is, that is nurturing, that is, that is, I guess, gentle. I believe this is exactly what we need to understand about how God wants to work and operate within our lives. That, that God isn't always, I'm not saying he doesn't sometimes, but he isn't always just fist bumping us from across the room and saying, I'm proud of you, good job, keep going. That sometimes he wants to sit and make extended eye contact, like my mom likes to do, to draw out some emotion and to draw out some feelings and to have me share what I'm going through versus just go, yeah, I'm good. Now, again, I want to be careful because there are, there are dads watching right now who are really, really good at this. I just don't think it's as common as the moms that are watching right now that are really, really good at this. And this is because mothers are unique and powerful people within the kingdom of God. There's just, there's just something powerful about them, and they're highlighted all over the place. I just wanted to list two of my favorite. First, and they both come from, from Paul. First, Paul calls out both the mother of Timothy and the, his grandmother, in which he honors them for being the ones who gave Timothy a vision of what to believe. And it's in uh, 2 Timothy 1.5. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. He is, he is calling out where that spiritual legacy in Timothy's life that is unbelievable, that is so special and incredibly powerful, but where it came from. And he clearly says, I recognize it came from your mother and it came from your grandmother. At another time, Paul is sending his personal greeting to his friend in Rome. And this is what he says, Romans 16, 13. He says this, Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, also his mother, who has been a mother to me as well. 
This is an interesting verse, uh, not necessarily because, uh, because of this line that, that this woman was a mother to Paul as well. It would make sense that Paul would have to find a maternal Christian figure because, as we know, Paul came from a, uh, a very Jewish background. He came from a very, uh, a very uh, kind of religious background. And so it would make sense that when he lost uh, his community that he probably would have also lost his family. So it makes sense that, that there would be someone in the community who would take him under her wing and would uh, gently speak life into who he is. But the powerful thing is, it lies in this name right here, Rufus, because I don't know if you realize, at least most people don't, who Rufus is. For Rufus was the son of Simon of Cyrene. And Simon of Cyrene was the one who carried the cross of Christ on the last leg of that painful Good Friday journey when Jesus could no longer carry it. They pulled a man out of the crowd and that man carried that cross all the way to uh, Golgotha, right? All the way there, all the way to the top. And so the story goes that, that this, this woman watched her husband Simon carry the cross of Christ. That then, she, then she experienced the crucifixion of Christ and she observed it and it impacted her. It impacted her in this powerful way. And so this woman ends up through her observations deciding to respond and so teaching her children for she is the mother of Rufus and Alexander from Mark 15, 21. That's who she is. And so when he says, greet Rufus for me, he's saying also to, to say hello and recognize his mother, the mother who was married to Simon, who carried the cross of Christ, who was impacted by the crucifixion of Jesus. It is a very real, uh, it is a very real chance that, that Paul heard about that last few hours of Jesus's life from this woman from Rufus's mother, from Alexander's mother, that she observed and she responded. And so therefore she probably poured a deep, deep understanding of that crucifixion and of that experience into the life of Paul. And clearly it impacted him. Clearly he's still remembering it for her name is written or her, her reference is written in God's word that she impacted Paul the apostle. See, this is such a powerful thing. This is such a powerful truth. Again, good mothers always gently observe and then respond. It's just what they do. It's how they're built. And so to those mothering right now, to mothering uh, wayward children, to mothering in difficult situations, to mothering small children, to those who find themselves like this mother, mothering other people's children, to those who have never had kids of their own, but you are a spiritual mother to so many other people, may I just say, trust your observations and through prayer respond. This is a way in which you manifest the spirit of God. It is a way in which you change people's lives without even realizing it. So Within all that we're dealing with right now on this difficult Mother's Day, maybe pick up the phone and call somebody, encourage somebody. Mother to mother, call another young mother and encourage her. But be aware of the reality that you are impacting people's lives and that you are making a difference. Now, run this back around to the top of our message time together. I opened my message listing many possible painful things we might be facing this Mother's Day. And then I said, God knows all of this. 
and I told you, I was honest, that this feels a little bit like a platitude, and yet I feel in my heart it is what I was supposed to share with you. And I was honest with you as well that when people say it to me, the first thing I generally say is, how does this affect my life for the better? How does this change any of my outcomes? I still feel like I have to figure it out. Now, this is what I want to say, and this is, this is where I hope that the Holy Spirit reaches in and tugs upon your heart like he did uh, on mine earlier this week when I was spending my time in message prep. See, here's the question I want to ask. Could it be that the reason we so easily assume we have to figure everything out on our own is because of our masculine perception of God and so how we perceive him to be behaving? Could it be that we do expect God just to fist bump us and say, get out there, good game, keep going? Could it be that, and I'm generalizing men, so I, I recognize that, and I think there's a role that men should play in that way, right? That's important. But I'm, I'm trying to get past that to this idea that because the Bible uh, uses uh, male references to talk about God most of the time, could it be that the, the reason that it bothers us to hear that God knows that he's involved, that he's got us, that he's watching over us, is because that's not generally how we've experienced a lot of the men in our lives. My question is, what if instead we stop and recognize God as the most incredibly observant and responsive mother to have ever existed? What if then when I say God knows, this is the perspective you view it from what if then during all this chaos and all this nonsense and all this difficulty that you you recognize that that God is is bringing forth these characteristics through mothering through motherhood through being this observant and responsive mother then suddenly I find myself in a place when I hear the words that God knows I feel I feel different because God who is gentle God who is observing, God who is responding, is loving me, is nurturing me, is caring for me, is meeting me in the quiet place, is trying to draw out extended eye contact and, and connect with me emotionally. I realized just this week, even in my own spiritual life, that I've, I've got to remind myself of these beautiful characteristics that, that sometimes I forget when I'm trying to connect with God, especially during a difficult time. This, this, for me, changes everything. And so when I allow God's presence to hold this new and powerfully gentle place in my life, a place like a good mother who was always gently observing and then responding, I'm reminded once again that my God is worthy of it all, that, that my God is truly meeting me in this difficult circumstance, that, that he sees me, that he, that he connects with me, that there is more to what I perceive of, of who he is. My hope is today that you get to peel back some of the layers of your own heart and expose them to this God, this God who is observing, this God who is responding, this God who is also protecting, this God who is also uh, uh, driving, this God who is also fist bumping, all these different kinds of things mixed into one that aren't applied to just one sex or the other, but, but are really supposed to be represented in both as we are imaged as we are reminded of who God is and how he loves us. My prayer for you this Mother's Day is that it is, a, it is a deep reset of your relational connection with God and how he wants to interact within your story. 
My hope is it blesses you. My hope is it encourages you. And my hope is in return, you give him praise. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I'm grateful, Lord, for uh, this time to spend together. I am grateful for this, this Mother's Day, even with all of its difficulties. I ask God that you would just... Uh, you would just connect with each and every person within their circumstances, that they would be reminded, Lord, that you do know, and that it is more than, than just our own understanding of what that means, but it is bigger than that. May we see the value, God, and the beauty and the way that you love us in the mother surrounding us. May we recognize, Lord, that gentleness is a beautiful characteristic for both men and women, and may, Lord, we use it in such a way to bring glory to you, for it is from you, we thank you, Lord. We spend some time just uh, pondering all this now. In Jesus' name, amen.